Hi. Hey. Hello. I'm Ash. I'm Liz. I'm Katie. And welcome back to another episode of it. <laughs> Always the last one. One more episode. Another well, you one. Did the when you were saying, uh, did you love, love the shimmy? Because <laughs> I loved the shimmy. Yeah. <laughs> I love so that it could um, it came through with yes. your voice too. You could tell you were sh- that's you were that's the voice of only a shimmy, you know. <laughs> um. So this week, two episodes to make up for a lack of. Um, there was an episode where we missed a week and technical difficulties and all that stuff. So. Stupid technology lost our goddamn episode, and it was a really, really good one. It was a so really good one. I'm still one? really upset about that. Yeah. Um, but two episodes this week, a special episode that included all of our boo things. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed making that. So it was really, yeah. really fun. It was really impromptu. Like, hey, can Mike record? Hey, can Dan record? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we were already planning on Gus, but like, yeah. it, it was a nice addition. Like, everyone was kind of there. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of came together at the end, and it was awesome. Yeah. Um, so, just a couple of business things first. We have named our minis out of our mind episodes, but have never made a statement that that is what they're called. So <laughs> when you see out of our minds, three, four, five, et cetera, those are our mini kind of off weeks where they'll be not research-based, just fun questions, fun conversations, or like today, very lightly research-based. Um, a documentary we saw, um, a lovely scene in the park you know (laughs) anything that we heard that interested us that week yes just something really light because we are busy people and just as a complete slightly related side note you guys should all really love your podcasts that give you weekly content that are all heavily research-based like take a second to stop and really appreciate them because it they are time. It's a lot of time. <laughs> and does. they are just as busy, if not busier than we are sometimes, and they still manage to make it work. So shout out to literally all of them. We're still awesome, but they're you guys should just really appreciate <laughs> they're the pretty they're damn doing. fantastic. I'm sending you spirit fingers. <laughs> <laughs> if only spirit fingers came through like shimmies. Right. You know, you can't feel those the way you can. <laughs> A good it can shimmy. only be seen. <laughs> yeah, it's really sad. Um, and the other thing is, is I took, I found a way to look at all of the countries that are listening. And I just wanted to give a shout out because we actually have like a full list. This is blowing my mind right now. Um, US, Canada, which we've mentioned, Ireland, Australia, Woo-woo. United Kingdom, Netherlands, Norway, France, what? and Taiwan. Um, the Norway one is new, which is super fucking cool, considering our episode on the prisons. Oh, please, if that was you, please email us. Yeah. Find our email. 
um altk podcast at gmail like i have so many questions for you about your prison systems um and life in general but just like hi guys thanks for listening that's fucking crazy um it blows my mind i can't believe anyone would want to listen to what i have to say um, <laughs> level on all of us <laughs> my favorite part though is that there's 15 plays from just unknown yeah i'm like really curious as to what that is what does that I mean? mean did you list france you listed i listed france, france right? yeah so there was also that that listen from um god if i butcher it i'm sorry french guinea in um south america that's true and that's so not that listed be, on here yeah that could be one of them it could be yeah but yeah 15 but listens from like, unknown if those are extraterrestrials like heck yeah <laughs> let us <What's> know up? <laughs> yeah let us know um i promise if you're taking over this planet we're super chill <laughs> we would love to get to know you <laughs> yeah um, and then last but not least, and we'll mention this again, any reviews and ratings that you guys can give, those like really help small podcasts like ours kind of get bigger and get more listeners. And hopefully you guys have been enjoying this and want other people to enjoy this. So oh, anything yeah. that you guys can do to help us kind of spread the word of our podcast and help other people feel better for not knowing the things that were, we didn't know and we're learning about now. That would be so, oh shit sorry that'd be super cool <laughs> and super super helpful um yeah that's all those are all my business things i i put a note in my phone official Ooh. shit official shit <laughs> so yeah um that's that's our business to get down to right those are our those are our business things oh and right. theme song theme song coming <gasps> soon yeah the world's gonna hear me sing. Yes, we are working on it. <laughs> I uh, talked to my stepdad about helping us with the music. Oh my god! He plays I love him. So I did have a friend too. She's totally down, but she's oh, super new. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Jimmy don't Jam know. has been playing guitar forever, so he will definitely. <laughs> I, just, I, I love to, that yeah. nickname for him. Like so much. That's what uh, my little dude calls him, Jimmy oh, Jam and Pam Pam. Jimmy Jam and Pam Pam, best grandparent names ever. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh phenomenal. my god, it's pretty phenomenal. Maybe he can help name my mom because my mom does. I don't really like the the one that my mom picked for herself. That's such a a weird thing because you'd think it'd just be grandma. Uh, right? for my mom, it's, uh, it's Mimi. Okay. Yeah. And my dad is Pop-Pop <laughs> for Pop, my nephew. Pop-Pop. Yeah. It's really cute. They're best that friends. That is really cute. <laughs> Gabe has 20,000 million grandparents. <laughs> so he's got tons of nicknames for all of them. For everyone. I love it. Yeah. Tons of names. Okay. Love it. Anyway, this week, minorly researched episode, art forgery. All about it? Not all about it. Half about it. Some partial <laughs> things about it. I watched like 
one and three quarters documentaries, um, which is spread out between three documentaries. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was just a really fascinating thing. I often make a joke that I wish that there were more art forgeries in the world. Um, just because there's like way too much murder and like sex crimes and stuff. And it'd be cool to see that go down and see things like art forgeries and casino robberies go up because those are exciting. They are exciting. They are. If I could get some real And world, usually not deadly, so usually, usually. deadly. Usually. I could get some real world because like uh Ocean's Eleven kind Ooh, of shit yes. going on. Yeah. I would trade that I I'm in. Bit. Yeah. 100% absolutely in. And also just the idea of art forgery has really fascinated me since I first saw that show White Collar with the beautiful <gasps> walking Disney prince that is Matt Bomber. Yes, I'm watching it now. I'm watching she it right now. Everything. Um there's something about the idea of art forgery that really fascinates me. And I was thinking about it. Musicians can cover songs. Yeah. Totally. Why can't I cover this art and also, you know, sign it as Monet? Pause for a sec. You have to get the rights to do it, though, right? I mean, unless you're some small-time person, but if you're, like, a big artist, you have to get the rights to the music. Not necessarily. If you change it enough. That's true. If you change it enough. Okay. Like, you're using it as, like, an influence. If you add your twist to it, you know, so you'll hear... (laughs) Oh, no. Katie, are you okay? Oh, yeah, it was just a minor cough. You'll hear a lot of people cover songs that'll be faster or slower, or they'll kind of change up the tempo and things like that. But there are a lot of people who will cover songs just almost exactly how it sounds, and it's not a problem. I was going to say, I did that at my summer camp. (laughs) You'll love this. My band, my ska band and I, first of all, we did like Catch-22 and everything, but this was uh, great. We did Date Rape from Sublime, and we did it during Parents Weekend, and oh, the camp just let it happen. <laughs> that's, uh, that's quite a choice, actually. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it was interesting. What a choice. Um, and not that I... There were only two of us girls in the group. It was me, and I was one of the singers of two. The other one was a guy, and it was his idea. And Becca, who Katie, you've met, Lizzie, will meet, yes. um, was the drummer. So we didn't really have a say. Okay, <laughs> fascinating. That yeah. makes it so much worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I pretty bad at first, but now it's just. <laughs> now I don't know how to feel. Summer camp. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm just a per- performing arts summer camp. <laughs> yeah, so not only did you just reveal that thing that happened to you, but also that you had a ska <laughs> band, also that you were in a performing arts summer camp. Uh, yeah, I had a ska band, and we were called Skarmada. <laughs> oh, I and uh, and uh, Cohen, Cohen, if you're listening to this, because I know I showed him this at Becca's wedding. 
uh you you were there too and you were awesome he was one of the the horn players of course (laughs) one of the horn players because it's a ska band wait i have pictures from it that i just recently saved onto my phone and we can definitely share yes no you definitely absolutely you should um (laughs) art forgery uh so (laughs) where was i (laughs) we're talking about ashley's ska band derailed um Yeah, art forgery. Original song. Go into more Explain to me, like, why is this so interesting to you? I, I honestly, I don't. I mean, it's like super interesting to me. I mean, like, look behind me. I have two paintings that I'm working on. I think part of the idea is that some people paint these beautiful paintings, absolutely gorgeous, and attribute it to a successful painter, Picasso, Monet. Degas, whatever. And all of a sudden, people are all over this painting, all over it. It's the most important thing in the world $300,000, $500,000. Like, it's worth everything. And then all of a sudden, it's not made by that person. And it's no longer important. Is the painting no longer beautiful? I was going to say, usually it takes. Yeah. Yeah, it usually takes like some sort of amazing skill set to be able to be able to pass one off as a forgery and like as the real thing. So you also have to give that person credit that they know what the fuck they're doing. Is that okay. not within its own creation incredible? So Katie, to ooh, replicate it. Yeah, yeah, this is gonna blow your mind. Okay, so when I worked in uh, the glass business like the glass art business. I learned so much. So there's a famous guy, I'm sure you've heard of him, Jahuli. Mm-mm. No. Nah. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, sorry. Just, nah, sorry. Ta- enlighten us though. Okay. He's literally been set up like in famous hotels, like any uh, extraordinary like glass work that's like really fucking huge chandeliers or anything more than likely could be him or Robert Custard who's also a New Jersey glass artist shout out New Jersey um but Jahuli is blind and deaf and has been for years he actually has (laughs) 300 other workers working for him that do all of the work for him. He's literally just like, make this, this, and yellow. Make this, this, and orange. Make this, this, and purple. So he has all of these people working for him because he's been like such a famous person for so long doing all of this work and none of them are accredited for it. Does... Did he start doing glasswork before he went blind or has he yep. always been blind? Oh, okay. Okay. But now that he's blind, he's, he's using other people and he's just describing what he sees in his mind. Okay. Still, it sucks that they're not accredited for it. No, it's but still... he's great. He's great. So like you do learn some things, but it's like, are you learning from him? Or are you learning from the people who saw him? Like before he went, you, you get what I'm saying? So it's just like, we always got like sticky about it because they would come in we had like this huge chandelier and they'd be like 
oh, is that a Jihuly? And we'd be like, no, it's actually Robert Custard. He is from New Jersey. Da 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 da. He does the same shit for half the fucking price. Robert It's Custard. almost like people are just trying to are just paying for the name. Here's yeah. a name that you recognize. I want to be able to tell my friends that it's that person. Yep. And instead I of feel... someone who's just as equal and just as fucking awesome. Yeah. So th- I feel like art forgery is kind of almost there's something like, ha ha ha, you thought this is real. <coughs> but someone can do something. <laughs> yeah. So there was a couple documentaries that I watched, one of which I watched all the way through. Um, one called Art and Craft, and Mike and I actually watched that together, and it was really, really interesting. Um, and it was about a guy who would create a ton of copies of um, various artists and would donate the copies to different museums and different collections all around the country. And he would say like, oh, uh, my sister or my mother just passed away and she had these in her storage or in her possession and now they've been passed along to me and I want to donate them. So because he donated them, they would go through like way less testing than ones that were old. So he had tons of art put up in like various museums that was like his because he donated these pieces. Um, mm. And it was all about, you know, that documentary, Art and Craft, is all about him um, and sort of this, you know, one person who was, like, kind of obsessed with, like, getting him to, like, admit that these were forgeries. Um, oh, that's crazy. It was also, like, really heartbreaking because this guy was, like, deeply, deeply mentally ill. Um, and it was like that was it was in aspects of that it was like hard to watch Um, but it was a really interesting documentary and then I watched part of this one called Real Fake and it was about this guy um, Elmir who was selling his forgeries and Mm. that's where things get when you profit off of it yeah that's not okay yeah um and he would kind of present himself as like a down on his luck rich dude who had to sell his collection to pay his rent. See, I don't like that at all. You're yeah. just a big fucking liar. You're just yeah. a big fucking liar. So the interesting thing about this documentary, because they kind of started to go into this guy's like childhood and where he was raised and like why he would do this. I don't need to... I don't need someone's childhood to understand why a narcissist would need to do this. He wants to get rich and showcase his talents. He can't create original art. He's making forgeries. Like, he's a fucking narcissist. I don't need to go and study his childhood to understand that. Yeah. Uh, But I did get some really interesting statistics from this documentary. Wait, but I want to say something really quick because it pertains to what Liz was talking about before we get too far. Hold on to your thought. But Liz, I just looked that guy Robert Custer up and he is in Belle Mead, which is 15 minutes from me. Oh, shit. He is fucking awesome, y'all. I need to go. One of the casinos up there? 
there's a casino up there that he's like in and like a few other hotels but he does amazing work like it was like I saw some of the pictures and it's really really good and it's like the same technique that any person would learn in glass college like from what I understood any person would learn what Juhuli is doing in glass college or a glass teaching school wherever the fuck you learn simple ah shit anyway yeah back to you katie yep um so i learned a bunch of really interesting statistics one of which was this guy who works for like the fbi in the area who studies like forgeries and things like that white collar crime um i don't it wasn't it was more specific to like forgeries um, <laughs> of like art specifically uh not I just, just white collar crime in general i know that show is great it's it shows so good. good unfortunately that's not what it's really like <laughs> they don't have a neil caffrey out of prison and he's not beautiful like matt bomber <laughs> no one is sorry <laughs> no one is um so he said that if you include the item in storage that if you look at any single museum, 25% of that is fake and forged. What? That's an insane Whoa. percentage. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, worldwide, the art world is on average yearly $200 billion are like spent in the art world worldwide 80 billion dollars like in total yeah in total okay of okay. like art being sold and all of that okay. stuff 200 billion it's a 200 billion dollar industry worldwide the biggest of that is in the u.s it's 80 billion dollars a year in the u.s alone yeah. so then he said if you add together all of the profits and everything from the top four major sports, baseball, football, hockey, and basketball, collectively, they only rake in $26 billion. Wow. And the art world is $80 billion. Wow. Just to, like, put That's into crazy. perspective how big what? this, like, crazy art world is. That was, like, whoa. That Does really it put give? it. Whoa. Does it give a pers- uh, percentage of how much of that goes to forgeries? Or I was just about to say that. Ooh, okay. Six billion of that. Six billion of that ah! is for fakes and theft. And 75% of the six billion is forgery alone. So only wow. 25% of that is theft. The rest of it is forgery alone. A quarter of any given museum is forgeries. That's insane. That's insane. That's are, actually, like, are that's, we about to get It's fucking crazy. Um, I feel like people need to be better at their jobs of authenticating work. So this was just a fun little detail. There was a, a French film called The Genuine Forgery about a well-known person in France who was forging a bunch of things. He didn't paint like well-known paintings. You know, he wasn't like, this is the Mona Lisa. 
he would do ones that would look like they would belong in a series. So you know how Monet has his like series of lily pads? Yeah. He would do like a 17th when we only have discovered 16th kind of thing. Yeah. Which kind of brings me back. This is an original piece. Yeah, he's it's just, just like adding to the collection, but he's making it up in his own mind. He's yeah. making it up. He's putting the same technical skill as whomever he's forging. And it wouldn't be so bad if he would just say that it was his and not theirs. Exactly. And so that that was just a really interesting detail. You know, he would just kind of come at it from a different thing and be like, oh, this is Mona Lisa series three. Or, you know, yeah. th- not that. That was just a silly example. But things like that. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's a really fucking smart way of doing that. Yeah. Because if he, like, claimed it as his own, he could just say that he was influenced by that person. Exactly. Yeah. And it wouldn't be an issue. The only issue is because he claims it's someone else's and not his. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they did get into the science of looking into these forgeries and how they go about debunking these things that was very fascinating anyone who's interested in that they can explain all of that way better than i (laughs) ever be able to, to summarize that for you all i remember um is that way back when there was a different type of blue pigment that was used and the pigment that we have now for that blue, they didn't have back then. And we hmm. don't have oh. the one that they used to use. Yeah. So they'll run all of these fancy tests on this art to depict how old these pigments are and what specific pigments they are. And they really focus on like the whites of it and shit like that. And they're basically just like, the science will always tell us if it's a forgery. It's just whether or not that painting gets to us because yeah. it looks so fucking good why would we test that yeah you know who um you know who we could like bring on to talk about this stuff is becca she works at christie's auction house oh shit that'd be interesting oh, yeah. yeah like right next to you should definitely, like we should lit- definitely talk to her. Yeah. We literally went across the street to go grab some like Starbucks when I went to visit her last. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that was the last time I saw her, I think, in person. Well, no, her wedding, but <laughs> aside from that. Cool. I might edit out really where she cool. works, but that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she wouldn't mind. Well, you never know who. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we should totally bring her on sometime to talk about this because yeah. I feel yeah. like she'd have I some pretty cool that. insight. Yeah. I'm sure she would. And that's all I had about art forgery. It's fascinating. I like, what I a whole it. fucking world. <laughs> the stats blew my mind. How long have we been talking for this episode? I could not tell you because the timer keeps running from our previous conversation as well. <laughs> okay. Do you, um, I feel like it was pretty quick. Do you guys want to do, which I loved it, by the way. That was fantastic. Yeah, I love that. Um, do you guys want to do a question? Let's do a question. Yes, I actually, yeah. there was. Do you one. have some out right now? 
there was one that I read earlier that like kind of related to art. Ooh, let's do it then. Um, but I just need to find it. Um, so you guys should talk to fill this time. Because Katie can't edit with her hurt hand. <laughs> so she's singing this song. Cause and we're going to make some beats in the background. Oh, oh. Oh man, where did it go? Ooh, I might have like dropped it. Oh no, no. I like Liz's like background music. It's really great. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Yes. I just didn't see that it was right on top. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So this question is called artistic telekinesis. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Let us assume that you have the ability to telekinetically change culture while you actively experience it <clears throat> your mind can now dictate what you see and hear for example if you were listening to pearl jam's yield and you wanted the music to be heavier it would immediately sound as though mike mccready's guitar had been tuned differently in the studio if you're watching the office on nbc and decided that jim should marry pam or karen or both he did marry Pam. When did this question come out? Anyway, uh, <laughs> you can make it happen. All you would need to do is think about the specific desire. You could stare at an oil painting and unconsciously change the color contrasts. If a PG-13 romantic comedy grew dull, you could force it to evolve into an eroticized NC-17 thriller. You could wow. essentially write books as you read them eliminating certain characters and redirecting plot points as they occurred in text. However, such changes would only appear to your experience. I knew it. You could kill off Han Solo at the end of Return to the Jedi, but that would not change the movie for anyone else. All other people would possess the same personal psychic powers as you. Would you want this ability... And if this became reality, would art retain any meaning whatsoever? I don't think art, uh, art would not retain the meaning as it is today. It would be so many different things for people. And I just don't think that it'll be good. Who, what are people going to talk about if everything is completely different? If every, uh, yeah. So the answer to my question is no and no. Because yeah, the world right now can, all, and I don't need to like make this a huge bummer, but it's about to be womp womp. The world can already be an incredibly lonely experience. It, it can. And it's really, really hard to find things to kind of reach out with other people. And art and shows and books and things like that are the ways that you do that. And if everyone is changing it for it to fit their own personal need, it just makes a more lonely world. Yeah. I want to no know. No one will be able to relate to one another. Exactly. I want to know people's interpretation. If you're pissed about the ending of something, tell me about it. Let's talk I about that. Know. Please. please. If you hated the end of Game of Thrones, please talk to me about it. If yes. you loved it, even more so talk to me about it. Like, yeah. It's those things that kind of build like the the around the office 
you know, water cooler talk idea. Like, yeah, let's fucking talk about this thing that we all experienced and how we felt about it. If we're changing it up for what we wanted individually, it's not the same. I feel like I would never be able to have a conversation with my clients at the salon ever again and relate to each other at all. Like today, my nail guy came in for his appointment and we went on and on about the new season of Sabrina for like 25 minutes. And can you imagine if we experienced it differently? We'd have nothing to talk about. Yeah. We'd probably just get mad at each other because we didn't watch the same thing. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it would be a completely unique and separating experience. And then it would be like, I'm sorry, you did what to that movie? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah even further separating America. Now we're not just a two-party system. We're an every-party system. Yeah, an infinite-party um, system. Infinite we don't have parties. a system. <laughs> the system is down. Yeah, seriously. We don't know what the... Oh, shit, that about. band finally got what they wanted. That's what they're called, right? Down with system the system. System of down. System but does, of no down. One, does no one else know what the system is down is from? The system is down. Uh, I'm I'm gonna double check because I don't want to fuck this up. But do you all re- remember in like middle school, high school, going to a website called HomestarRunner.com? Nope. Wow. What are you? What back shit are you talking about? <laughs> you've never you've thing? never heard you've never heard of Strong Bad? Nope. No. Oh. You what? No, dude, I was strictly e bombs. What the fuck are you talking about? All right, so it's this website with these like cartoon characters, and one of them is called Homestar Runner. It's homestarrunner.com. There was Strong Bad, his little friend, and then there were uh, I can't remember what they were called, uh, Teen Girl Squad, uh, what's her face, so and so, the ugly one. You guys don't remember that at all? No, Ashley, I was smoking pot. Okay. Well, well, if you were smoking pot, you probably like this. Are we allowed to play this? I don't know if I want to risk it. We'll post a link to it. We'll post a link to it. A system. <laughs> system. system. Like, really? Y'all don't know? Y'all. If anybody listening knows what the fuck homestarrunner.com is, please at me. <laughs> Watch. It's not a real thing. It's something that your parents made for you. Stop. No. Watch. My friend, my friend Kevin showed this to me when your I was parents paid he Kevin $20. It was an he inside job. Also, my friend Kelsey, who I think listens to this, what up, will Kelsey? know exactly what Homestar Runner is. Oh, y'all meet her at the limit. Um, should we like quote that shit to each other all the time? So <laughs> I'm concerned. Two out of three people don't know what you're talking about. We just had different life experiences. That's all. That's true. Yeah, no, I was already doing <laughs> drugs by that point. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> what year was this? Uh, so it was before I started, so like 2004, 2005. Oh no, I was a fucking yeah. child back then. I was not doing drugs. I, I was on E-Bombs World. I was an E-Bombs World kid. 
I was locked. Right. Well, I implore you to listen to this episode to just like take a look through homestarrunner.com because it's actually like really entertaining. I'll check it out. All right. Check it out. All right, friends. <laughs> After homestarrunner.com. Everyone go check it out right now. Turn off this episode and go check it out. Right. Also remember that I discovered this in middle school, so please don't fucking judge me if you don't know what it is. No, we're judging you. Everybody judge Ashley for this website she uh, sent us to. Email us about it. Tell us <laughs> your thoughts and opinions. Right. Hand reviewers. God damn it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks right, for bye. listening. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. Too. We we'll love see you, you guys next week. Next week. <laughs> ah, jinx again, bitches. <laughs>